Na na na. We're talking mental health today. Woo! <laughs> Hi guys. Hey. It is me, Thug Flower. And it's me, Still Pillow. And you know, we decided, you know, not going to get real heavy, but we're going to talk a little bit about mental health, which maybe that is an oxymoron, not real heavy, but you know, mental health, but here it is. No, she just straight out lied to y'all. We going deep. <laughs> we was like, you know what? We gave y'all that introduction. Now let's make people cry. Boo-hoo. Woo-woo-woo. <laughs> anyway, so what did you want to talk about specifically when it comes to mental health today? So we're going to touch on a few different things. Um, I know you personally struggle with anxiety. Anxiety um, and depression, yes, ma'am. And I struggle with depression with occasional panic attacks, but you know, it's not it's not an everyday thing. It's only under extreme circumstances. In mine, sometimes the wind may blow a little bit too hard to the left, and I'm like, oh my god, what is going on? And don't take my <laughs> laughing as I'm laughing at her. It's just I completely understand because we've been around each other since I was like in diapers. So <laughs> she's not lying. And I, I completely, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And the crazy thing is, is that I did not realize, like I knew about depression because, you know, trauma from a young age, but I did not know about my anxiety until I had a complete and total like mental break <laughs> and my doctor was like yeah boo sounds like you're a little anxious like yeah you you're constantly shaking and the cracking in your chest no that's not normal that's actually a sign of your stress building and that's why you keep getting pains in your chest boo and which I thought that I could be, you know, WebMD doctor, and I just thought I had cancer and was dying because that's what it said when I was like, I'm having pains in my chest and it keeps cracking. And it was like, you got a tumor. You're dying, bitch. And I was like, oh, no. And this is why we don't play doctor, because anything you search, whether it's vomiting or a bruise on your leg, you're dying a slow and painful death. Exactly. (laughs) And just to be clear, we're not making light of it, even though we're being like, kind of goofy about it but like it's our trauma so this is just how we deal with our trauma and our little anxiety depression situation should have turned off my uh notifications but that's cool (laughs) what's the saying uh you gotta laugh to keep from crying that's where we're at with it at this point exactly so like for us well again I'll speak for myself I didn't realize that I was having panic attacks for like almost three years (laughs) because for me it started kind of slow like it just randomly started and I would have like like I was saying before I would have pain in my chest and then it would start to crack and I'm like oh my gosh what's going on why is my chest cracking? And then like one older guy that I used to work with was like, maybe you got gas. And I'm like, nah, fam, I ain't got gas in my chest. <laughs> like, that's not what this is. He was like heartburn. That's what it is. <laughs> and I was problem like, solved. <laughs> right. Like, no, an acid is not going to fix this problem. And so I was just like, okay, whatever. It happens periodically. It doesn't happen all the time, every day. So I just kind of rocked with it. I was just like, okay. Maybe, you know, he's an old dude. He probably know what he's talking about. Maybe I got gas, but I don't think I do. Like, 
burp. Nope, still have a sharp pain in my chest. Don't know what's going on. Am I having a heart attack? Am I having a stroke? I don't know. But then I found out once I had my mental break that no, that was actually my body letting me know that like, girl, you need, you need to, to change. Out. Yeah, and you need to change your surroundings and your situation because it's causing you extreme levels of stress and you need to deal with it. Yeah. And like for me, I've had panic attacks off and on since I was nine, but I never knew that I was having a panic attack until I had one when I moved to Texas. I got lost trying to drive myself home and um, my phone was almost dead and I was calling my uncle to try to um, come and get me and lead me home because I didn't know where I was at or where I was supposed to be going. And he was not answering the phone. So, of course, I started to freak out. And my panic attacks always come from my overthinking. So the more that I was thinking, it was like, I'm just stuck out here. My phone's going to die and I'm not going to be able to talk to anyone because I don't have a charger and he's not going to be able to find me. And, of course, then (laughs) my breathing started speeding up and I wasn't getting the proper errand. And finally, I answered the phone and I'm just, I'm lost. I don't know where she's like okay i need you to take some deep breaths you're having a panic attack and i'm like no i'm not what's a panic attack and she's like you're freaking yourself out breathe in deeply through your nose and out through your mouth and calm down we'll come get you and i'm like okay and it took me a while to finally get it under control um but even now i still have them and now it's worse because now i've also been diagnosed with asthma so I'll start off having a panic attack and then go into having an asthma attack because I wasn't getting the proper amount of air. And it's just, it's a real bad scene. (laughs) Right. And then, and like she just said, she used to have them off and on, but like, I didn't even like literally until (laughs) recent years, I had never knowingly had a panic attack. Yeah. Like, and I thought like panic attacks were one one flavor of ice cream. That's all they came in was vanilla and the hyperventilating and like, you're crazy. You're going around. But like, I didn't realize that they could manifest physically. And you know, I guess, duh, billions of people in the world. You're not all made the same way. Uh, duh. <laughs> so everybody manifests in its own way. But I did not realize like how, like I used to like make fun of people who have panic. Well, I'm going to make fun of, is a strong word word. because i never really made fun of anybody for like their mental health or anything like that but i always felt that like what's a panic attack just deal with it you'll be fine and i think what caused my panic attacks was i guess bottlenecking because i'm not a person who likes to feel their feelings i'd rather just like be like whatever lock them in a treasure chase and bury them deep in the cold (laughs) exactly that is definitely me but then after years and years of compiling the same bullshit on top of bullshit on top of bullshit and it's just like okay bitch we fool so we don't need to get out like your feelings are gonna have to go somewhere and me like again my name is fitting because me I try to be nice and I try to be caring and so sometimes I do it to my detriment but I also am a very blunt and honest person also to my detriment because I just that's I feel like things are better dealt with when you talk about them but I've come to realize in my 800 years that like that ain't how adults work 
like how people say that adults are just big children. I really, really have noticed that. <laughs> because... But I wouldn't even say necessarily that adults are big children because children are blunt. Like children will hurt your feelings with no problem. Facts. Fine. Adults are big babies. <laughs> I will give you that. I will give you that. <laughs> because not all the time do they want to discuss something when it's like problems could be avoided if you just discuss it. And I, being that I'm trying to be more tactful and more like care about people's feelings and not making people awkward because I'm an awkward person. So I'm just like, hey, let's talk about the elephant in the room. And I just literally just keep it all bottled up. And like that does not work for my personality, but also my personality does not work for a lot of people because I am very blunt. And most people don't want to hear that. Like I'm one of those people don't ask me if you look fat in something and you're fat. Because, yes, it didn't change your weight. Like, and just like me, I'm not I'm not the smallest girl in the world. So I'm not going to ask you if something make me look fat. Yes, I'm fat. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I'm one of those people who can handle the truth. So I feel like I should give the truth. But if I don't, like, and it's not only, like, expressing, I'm going on a tangent. That's kind of related, but it's, like, hard to relate. But it's it's just... That's how my feelings work. <laughs> like, I feel like I need to express my feelings, but not everybody can accept my feelings. Yeah. So I tend to not express my feelings and, and it just ends up screwing me up. And then I have panic attacks or like now, ever since like the well opened, literally wind blows to the left. I'm like, uh-uh, you was just going to the right. What's going on when? <laughs> like, can we talk about this? Cause like, I can't handle, yeah. I can't deal no, I 100% get that. And, like, for me, I find myself on, the, I guess, the middle of the spectrum. Because, like, I will tell people what I think and what I feel. But people won't take me serious. Like, everybody will laugh and think I'm joking or think I'm being funny. And I'm like, no, like, I, I can't stand you. You get on my nerves. <laughs> Why are you talking to me? And, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm serious. Why? Why are you here? And that's because you have such a friendly face. And me, I got resting bitch face. If, if I say I don't like you, they're like, oh, no, she really don't like me. And I could be joking. Like, I may love them and think they're the greatest person, but they're going to really think that I don't like them. And I'm like, really? You believe that? Okay, I thought you knew me better, but all right. Yeah, but and again, she has such a friendly face and such a friendly like disposition. People are like flock to her, and me, I definitely have RBF aura all over me, and I can be like in the best mood and like, hey, I'm open because I really am an open book, and I really I I don't like people, but (laughs) I like fun and I like to do fun things with people I feel comfortable with. And so, but it's like a lot of people don't give me that chance yeah. to be the me that I am because they assume that, that something's wrong with you. Yeah. And it's like, or you could ask. Yeah. <laughs> like, but people don't ask anymore. Like, I feel like we're such in this era nowadays of being politically, being politically correct mm-hmm. and not wanting to say the wrong thing or ask the wrong questions for fear of offending someone. And I think it's a little bit overrated. I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, yes, there are some things Mm -hmm. that are no-goes. They're like straight lines through those, this big bolded, red circles, all that. But I should be able to ask you what you identify as so that I can't avoid offending you. 
Yeah, I don't feel like that should be offensive either because you will be offended if you are a transgender woman and I call you sir. You're going to be mad offended. Thank you. So I feel like saying, I don't, and I feel like I've watched little clips of people at like TED Talks or whatnot and they're like, my name is so-and-so and I, and my personal pronouns are him, his, and whatever the other one is for men. <laughs> I'm not a dude. Sorry. Don't know your personal pronouns. But, um, and it's like, okay, I'm not saying that you should feel obligated, but then if you don't feel obligated to tell me your gender, you don't have the right to be offended, in my opinion. If I get it wrong. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to offend you. And, like, my school did, I won't say um, everybody did, but, like, some of my um, professors and even just some of the people that worked in the office, in their emails, they included their pronouns as a part of their signature. And I love that. I was like, I'm going to steal that. Because it's helpful because you never know who you're dealing with these days. And, like, for me, sometimes... I'm not in the mood to deal with people. So if you see me out and I look like I got a sour face on, I am 100% okay with you saying, hey, what's wrong? Or are you okay? Yeah. Or do you want to deal with me today? Because I will honestly let you know, nah, I'm not in the mood for this. Yeah. And honestly, both of us, like, just the other day, I was like, hey, are we cool? Because, like, she didn't seem like she was really dealing with me. And I was like, all right, I'm going to give her her space. And she was like, no, I'm fine. I'm just tired. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know, fix your face. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's, and that's how I feel as well. Like if I, if you think there's something wrong with me, ask me the question. Don't just assume that there's an issue with me. Yeah. And again, like this doesn't sound like it has anything to do with mental health, but it really does because I feel like, Personally, everybody has their own traumas. Everybody has mental health issues, whether you want to admit it or not. Everyone does. But again, I feel like a lot of that has to do with communication because we're all tiptoeing around. And it's like, okay, I personally, when it, like she said, I feel like some things are a bit like, okay, calm down. And then other things are like, clear line because if somebody comes up and calls me a negro in 2020 it's gonna be a whole problem if somebody comes up to me and calls me girl (laughs) or colored oh i had a customer the other day call me girl he said girl we done and i had to check myself i was like you know what i'm at work right i need this paycheck right (laughs) it was like not the time not the place and so i just had to walk away But it's like, there are some things that have clear indication that these are no-goes. Right. And it's like, there's clearly something wrong with you that you can't respect someone else. Yes. And personally, I feel like racist people do have mental issues because their racism makes no sense. Like... Because at the end of the day, we all got (laughs) the same organs. We all going into the same dirt. Right. Like you're born, you live. You die. Period. Like we all go through this circle of life and whether you believe in reincarnation or if you believe in nothing or if you believe in heaven or hell, we all, we were born, we all lived and we all will die. Yep. So it's like, it literally makes zero amount of sense. So to me, 
everybody got a little touch, a little sprinkle of paprika called, you know, mental health issues. And people don't believe they exist. I've even had someone question me that I was close to about my mental health. And it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That is one of my biggest (laughs) pet peeves. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean there isn't something wrong. Right. Because just because I'm not walking around drooling or unable to speak and communicate with you the way that, you know, you want me to, doesn't mean I don't have some type of mental disability. And it's not even like, it's a, I wouldn't even call it a disability because I'm able to fully function and things like that. <clears throat> or, and, but sometimes, and I've told this to my best friend and he had to tell me if I was or not. I'm like, I think I'm sad. Am I sad? Because I've been so out of tune with my emotions. The only emotions that I would allow myself to be in tune with would be anger and happiness. I'm not feeling anything else. So I would literally have to get confirmation from someone else that I was sad or not. Because I knew something was wrong with me, but I didn't know like what emotion <laughs> it was. Yeah. Which is crazy. It is. like, But I mean, I feel like growing up, and the family that we grew up in, mm-hmm. it was a negative thing to show your feelings. It was a negative thing true. to show emotions unless there were feelings of happiness. That is true. And I feel like a lot of that came with our religious upbringing. Yes. And I feel like even though we weren't allowed to show emotions, the emotions that we saw other than happiness was anger. Yeah. Which is, is why true. those are the two emotions that are very clear and very easy for us to mm-hmm. express. Whereas everything else is like, okay, well, I feel something, but how do I tell you what I feel? How do I explain to you why I feel the way that I feel? Yeah. And if I do try to explain it to you, are you even going to listen to me? Because in the households that we were around, no, they're not going to listen to you. They're going to miss it until you go pray about it. That is true. And I can, but I can say with the exception of my mother, but because my father was so stoic, in my opinion, I can't give any opinions other than my own because I have seven other siblings, seven older <coughs> siblings. Um, my father, in my opinion, was so stoic, no emotion other than anger. My mother was very much so like the cater to, I want to hug you, I want to love on you, and I want you to know that I love you. Like, I was confused. I felt like, well, I feel like I was not taught properly how to deal with love and emotion because, like, what I experienced, can't speak again for any of my other siblings, I don't remember my father telling me he loved me until I was in my mid-20s. Yeah. And also... I didn't know my father lived with us for 10 years. Yeah. I definitely, and my siblings laugh at me about this all the time, but I'm like, I legit thought that he was just visiting multiple times a week. Like, I didn't know dude lived with us. Like, I don't know, like, where he lived. (laughs) I don't know why I thought he lived, but I didn't think he lived with us. Yeah. So, and you know, that can really F up a child. Like, and, and you see, like, here I am 99 years later, like, all kinds of emotionally fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and like, we have very different but very similar backgrounds. Right. Like, 
for me, I went from a single parent household with a father who, yes, he worked a lot, but when he had time off, he made sure he spent time with me. Like, I remember specifically these Saturday mornings where I would wake up and we would watch cartoons in bed together and then cook breakfast. Or we would go out to the lake and jet ski and boat. Like, I was driving stuff before I should have even been trying. (laughs) But that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to a household where one person was very emotional and very emotionally manipulative to... Uh, and then the other person was completely emotionless. Yeah. And so it was hard trying to balance those two different, very different personalities and figuring out where I belong. And honestly, for the longest time, I didn't even realize that I was being emotionally manipulative, manipulated until I was out of the situation and was kind of going back over everything was like, why the heck do I have all these issues that I don't know how to put words to? Like, why are my relationships so dysfunctional and toxic? Yeah. In which I can definitely second that emotion because, again, we used to live together for a year until I got kicked out. And, like, they literally were my favorite. Well, one of my favorite aunts and uncles until living with them and it was like what the entire monkey fuck yeah like what happened it was a complete 180 yeah and And then you had to also deal with it on top of their completely contrasting personalities you had to deal with my personality which at the time i was very emotionally needing yeah so i'm sure that was a lot on you actually i'm not even gonna lie to you It wasn't, okay, the very, very, very first couple of weeks, because let's not forget, I was leaving my boyfriend who I had been with for ever. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I was so in love with this guy and like leaving him being told not to cry. Like what? Like I'm, I'm literally watching my boyfriend in tears. I'm in tears. My, you know, other people are in tears and you're telling me I can't cry. I need to get over it because now we're 45 minutes away from the house that I lived in for like 15 years. Yeah. I I have to shut it up and suck it up and get over my feelings. Like what? Like what, what the what? Yeah. So like going and I did not know that he was like this literally until moving in with them. Because had I known when I tell you, I would not have gone. <laughs> I would not have. But I even I've told my cousin that, yes, I would not have gone knowing that the situation would have been what it was. But I don't regret going because of the relationship that we have now. I feel that 100%. Because the relationship we had before, I was like, nah, you a little spoiled brat. I can't <laughs> deal with you. I don't like it. No, get out my face. And not to mention, she was all up in my boyfriend face. <laughs> and I was like, if this little girl don't get her ass up and get out of our faces. <laughs> I mean, at the time, I had a little obsession. I had a little crush. You know, it happened. She did. I grew out of it. She did. Thank God, because that would have <laughs> been a whole entire another problem. But like, we, 
I, I definitely identify with what she say about the um, emotional manipulation because I saw it. Like she was too young to notice what it was, but I saw it and I was like, wow, B. <laughs> oh, okay. This is what it is. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I don't give no fucks. Two fingers. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, even my mom, well, that's personal business. <laughs> but like, it just, it was a complete 180. Yes. And for going from somewhere, I'm not going to say that it was unstable because I know my mom loves me and I know like she did the best that she could in the situation that we were in, but it was definitely not the most emotionally steady place but going from a more steady place to a place where it was like chaos yeah and it's just literally you don't know what you can and cannot do that will like set one or the other off right because at one point when well definitely the whole time I was there I wasn't really allowed to speak to my siblings and my mom (laughs) I was only allowed to speak to my dad who I was not close to again did not know he lived with us. So how could I have a close relationship? But this is the person you keep forcing me to talk to when I want to call my mom, but you won't let me talk to my mom except maybe once a month. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So like we both have our own traumas when it comes to that. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like I love them to death with, there's no doubt about it. Like I would not let anything happened to them i would take them in at the drop of a dime (laughs) um but i definitely do have my own issues and scars because of how things went when i was there um but i also have some very fond memories of how things went when i was there like I loved going fishing with my grandfather. We had a great time. I enjoyed going bowling with him um, the first couple of years I was there. And then he kind of got a little bit more serious about it than I did. Um, But still, I enjoyed spending time with him doing something fun, doing something constructive. It was just a situation where we have similar personalities in that we are both very headstrong we both like to be correct um, and... And control things. And to control things. Um, so we butted heads a lot. Um, and even now we still butt heads a lot. But the situation is improving slowly but surely. Um, we're making some headway. And I don't know. Like, I just... I definitely owe my grandparents a lot for taking me in because had they not taken me in I definitely could have went down a completely different path because before I moved in with them I was not into education at all I was not concerned about my future or what I was doing or what was going to happen and I, I I mean I don't attribute it to them but I do understand where that comes from because I know before I got with my um Boyfriend at the time that we lived together, I planned on dropping out of high school and becoming a stripper because I was waiting for 16. I was like, oop, 
got my life goals, <laughs> boop, boop, gonna be a stripper. Yeah. And that's literally the, that was my highest, like, achievement. Like, yeah. ooh, <laughs> on that pole, making these months, like, making money. Like, that's literally was goals for me. Yeah. And until he was like, I don't want to be with a stripper. That's not who I want to be with. I want to be with somebody who cares about their education. And I want to be with somebody who, like, has real goals. And, yeah. like, not somebody who... And, and that's not to downplay, like, strippers or anything like that because... Because stripping is hard. It is. It's work. <laughs> it is real work. The amount of respect I have for strippers mm-hmm. and the muscles that they have is enormous. Like, y'all go ahead and do y'all thing. Right. Like... I'm going to need a few lessons because when I start dating again in like a bit, about 50 years, I'm going to need some pointers. So you can't but, date at 150, ma'am. Like, how does that work? You're uh, going to be dust. I mean, my dust might want to mingle with somebody else's dust. You don't know my life. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to need, like, I really do respect strippers. But he just, he was like, I see so much more for you. And I want you to really go for what you really want. And not, you know... Downplay yourself. Right. And so, literally, that is the only reason why I graduated high school was because of a boy. See, sometimes y'all be talking about how boys can lead you down the wrong path. (laughs) But that one led me to my, you know, my high school diploma. Right. I mean, we're not together now. But, you know, (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, and like, for me, my grandparents played the role, like, the lead role in my education into very completely different ways like the first was just because they were always on me about doing my homework and paying attention and taking these specific courses to get into this specific line or whatever Mm -hmm. but then also because I knew that a a scholarship to college was my way out it was my way to get wherever I wanted to because my way was going to be paid for (laughs) (laughs) So they contributed in two very different ways, but in two very helpful ways. So I will give them their credit because they deserve that credit. They worked hard for that credit. (laughs) Right. Well, I can say living with them was the only time I was on honor roll. Because I definitely, like I said, (laughs) the plan was drop out of high school. Yeah. I mean, because you can't go nowhere. So what else is there to do but do homework? Facts. (laughs) Again, 18 year old (laughs) boys and girls club. Why? Why is this? I'm older than the camp counselors. But anyway, that is a whole nother podcast. Right. Y'all heard a little bit about it the last episode. But again, like, so I do have to say, I will contribute that year and a half of me on honor roll to them. Because I was like, you know what I don't want to hear? Your mouth. Yep. Because they do check the mail and they do check for these report cards. Man, (laughs) they be on it. Yeah. So, but again, that was our, you know, little, and I know it was very, it sounded very convoluted and very like all over the place. Again, if you remember our trailer, bit of a scatterbrain, but it all is connected um, because I feel like all of these things contributed to our mental health. Yes, most definitely. Um, I'm still finding ways that things from my past have contributed both positively and negatively to my mental health. Yes. Well, I'm I'm still working on the positive. But, um... Oh, she rude. <laughs> oh, she rude. I said to my mental health, not to my loving life. Uh-huh. I still love you. Uh-huh. The disrespect. <laughs> Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> but, I mean, like, as far as... <clears throat> oops, because I'm not, not Rona. Just chucked on spit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what she choked on. Oh, I don't... 
I'm going to keep this PG-13 because we already cursed like a few times. <laughs> but like for me, I'm trying to see the positive and the things that happen. Like, again, like I know my mom loves me to death. So that's a positive. Like how I mentioned in the last podcast, I feel like we're not, my siblings and I are not all. Like I'm closer to, of course, my sisters and like, because, you know, we're girls. But like how I felt like collectively we were all much closer growing up. Um, like one thing that I missed that I used to love, well, obviously we're too old now because we're all, you know, living our lives separately is we used to paint or not paint. That's a lie. We used to color these ginormous um, Christian coloring books as a family. <laughs> like, and that was something that I remember loving to do as a family when I was a little kid. Again, don't remember my daddy being there, but all my siblings, minus the very oldest, because, you know, he was like much older. And well, he was just older and doing his own thing at that point. Um, by the time I was born. And then I also remember when we would have blackouts, we used to have like variety shows Aww. and we would like have do little skits and stuff until the power came back on. My dad would go these times. I do remember him being present again, you know, he lived with us. <laughs> but he used to go out and buy like hoagie bread and we would make like hoagie sandwiches and we would have like, um, flashlights and we would do like little variety shows and things like that. I really miss doing and even like like there are some great memories yeah. like my whole childhood was not trash bag but Big that facts. just were like some major traumatic things that happened that really affected me to this very day that I'm still trying to get over yeah and get past and we will definitely have a episode or probably a few episodes going more into some of our um our traumas and the things that I ain't sure nothing have helped to uh, create us into these gorgeous, independent women that we are now. Right. <laughs> Fully messed up. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we are 100% for therapy and yes. for working through your issues. And that's part of why we started this podcast for us to talk these issues out. Right. It really is. This is kind of like our own little therapy on a budget, you know? Yeah. Because right now, we on a budget. <laughs> we ain't even gonna sugarcoat it. We ain't gonna hide it. It's no. straight like that. Exactly. <laughs> we are talking it out. Just like, you know, therapists say. At least good ones. Because, you know, we, we could probably talk about some of our bad experiences. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna definitely have an episode devoted to bad therapy sessions. I definitely suggest to anyone who is going to pursue therapy... Go to multiple people. Yes. <laughs> um, like uh, vet them. Make vet, sure yeah. that you are vibing yes. with them. Make sure they don't make you feel like you're dumb for feeling the way that you do. Yes. Make or, sure they don't judge you. Yes. Because you're not there to be judged. At like all. I'm not paying you for a judgment because guess what? I go outside and people be like, I don't like your shoes. I can go to the internet for free and get judged. Yeah. I mean, I won't be there because <laughs> I don't do social media, but yes, I can if I want it to. <laughs> so yes, definitely um, see multiple therapists, different races, different sexes, different um, educational levels, just 
check there are so many options out there don't limit yourself to one because you never know like you're the right therapist for you could be completely wrong for somebody else yes it could, could be your total opposite like it just it it's funny how that works out sometimes yes and also just make sure you know going into therapy what it is that you're looking for because there's a difference between a therapist a psychiatrist and a psychologist yes they are very different so don't think you're going to get them that they're all the same thing. They don't do all the same thing. Yeah, I mean, definitely do your research. Yes. So there's that. <laughs> okay. So this next section is going to be about manifestation and some other things. And it is featuring our homegirl, the Woodmaster. She came down all the way from Illinois just to record with us. Yes. So I hope you guys enjoy. Yes. I would like to know, how do you guys feel about uh, manifestation and self-spirituality? Oh, oh I'm a big believer. Yeah. Big, Which believer. is the reason why um, in the intro I was saying my mantra as of right now is walking into my destiny. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, and I know this is also going to sound super corny and super weird, but like, like how people always say like people are their spirit animals. First of all, you're weird. But um like for me i no no put your hand down boo uh for me like i really feel like i connect to dragonflies which i know sounds really weird but every time i've had a major change in my life a dragonfly is something that i have always seen now maybe that's weird maybe that's coincidental but every time i've made a change like a necessary change or even just a drastic change in my life I started to see dragonflies. And for me, I've always loved dragonflies since I was a little kid. And for me, I noticed that I believe when you speak things, your words are powerful. Mm -hmm. So I you agree. have to be very yes, careful with the words. Which, which you say. Me, I have my very loose lips and they do sink ships. <laughs> and yeah, they do. my issue is that I tend to speak my mind mm -hmm. at my own detriment and so people don't get that I'm really I'm a person who I prefer to talk things out but if you don't talk to me then I can't talk to you mm -hmm. about it but it is what it is so I just stop talking <laughs> but like for me I just feel like everything energy is powerful colors are powerful like I feel like there's power and energy and everything i feel like there's transference of energy like yes, we're all vibing because we're, we're all transferring on this, this energy i promise yeah. you yes this energy i'm transferring this energy you're transferring we're all transferring this energy to each other and it's an amazing energy that we're transferring to each other you don't feel like we're transferring energy i'm not quite on like y'all level uh -huh. i, I feel like got this this Let's not, I've been on this. I, okay, like I definitely have this book, and I can send it to you. This spirituality book that I've been reading, I can definitely send you this. I mean, you know, I'm starting the journey. I'm, I'm learning more about it. I got a podcast yes. that I'm listening to that's kind of teaching me more about this natural flow of things. I definitely believe that you speak. No, just like happens. you said, your you words are your the strongest. Mm -hmm. Your words are so strong. 
you what you speak is what will happen like for the longest time i was saying i'm so broke i can't do this i can't do that and i couldn't do that or i couldn't do this because i was saying that but then as soon as i said no 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 i'm not i'm gonna change that i can do it i'm going to do it look at me i'm in texas because i literally said i'm going to visit my friend i'm not going to let anything hold me back and in two days, literally, I, on a Tuesday, I, or on a Monday, where it was like a Sunday or something, I text you, I'm like, what are you doing this next weekend? And she's like, well, I nothing, got a, I got she's like, a nothing, job I got a job that I want to go, you know? And I was like, well, once you go, you know, check out your job, let me know your schedule because I would like to come. On that Tuesday, she said, I'm free. On that Tuesday, I booked my flight and I was Hotel here on Thursday. Just like that. I changed, I changed my whole outlook on life. I'm going to do it. Your words are powerful. Mm-hmm. What were you saying? I don't know. I lost my whole train of thought. <laughs> you were saying you're not into the... You are listening to your podcast and you're getting more into the spirituality. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm learning more about the spirituality. I grew up in a very old-fashioned Christian mm-hmm. home. And that is more what I know of. I am now branching out to try and figure things out on my own. I don't say that I am not Christian, but I also don't say that I necessarily am. Right now, I feel like I mean, it's, I'm more spiritual than anything. I'm trying to figure this stuff out for myself. Um, but I definitely feel like you speak on what you want to happen. So if you're negative, then you're going to bring negativity your way. If you speak positive, you're going to bring positivity your way. But at the same time, I also realize that it is not just speaking it, that is the sole thing involved. You actually have to work at it too. So if you're speaking things but not trying to do any work, you're going to sit there and stay where you at. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> what is talking without action? Let's let's be real now. It's just talking. Exactly. So I don't know. But I completely 100% agree with that. The whole taking other people's energy and things energy and whatever. I know know necessarily about that part yes i do agree that people put off an energy but i feel like for me personally i have a choice whether i accept that energy or not i don't just pick up what Mm -hmm. other people are putting out there i because of the things that i've been through in my past i'm very cognizant of not soaking in too much negativity because i know where that will lead me And I do not like to go down that path because it is a very negative path for me. (laughs) Um, So I just, I don't know. I feel like there's more to it than just there being energies out there that people are passing on and you're just picking it up as you walk by. (laughs) Not that that is necessarily what you're saying, but for me, that's kind of how it comes across in my head. I get that. Um, I think for me, like... I would say in my experience, you can tell if somebody, you walk into a room, everybody's laughing and all of a sudden the energy changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then you're like, wait, that automatically will put you on the defensive because you're like, you can what the, the fuck did I just walk just, into? Yeah. So like, it may not be like every second, everywhere you go is like, that person has a bad <laughs> energy. So now I'm going to be upset. Urgh. Like, it may not be like that, but I feel like when you... You energy does transfer, whether in my opinion, I am not a philosopher, I am not whatever, but this is just my own personal opinion because my own personal experiences in life, and which 
You could take it either way. You can, you know, whatever. But I just feel like that is a real thing. Just like w growing up, I wanted to paint my room black because my favorite color is black. And my mom was like, no, <laughs> it's going to be hella dark. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't because of that. The reason why is because um, black is known for, as like being a depressive color, like yeah. moodiness and things like that. It's just a on black. Yeah. And so the reason why she didn't want me to paint my room black is because of me suffering from depression. But the reason why I want to paint my room black other than it being my favorite color is because I love the stars and I wanted to, and I had these glow in the dark stars and I wanted to put the constellations up on my ceiling. So that was the real reason why I wanted to paint my room black. But she was like, no, because I'm afraid of what will happen to you emotionally if this is what happens to you. And I grew up in a very strict Christian home as well. And which is partially why I am the way that I am to this very day. And I also would not consider myself necessarily Christian because I have a lot of different beliefs. Um, but I also wholeheartedly believe in God. 100%. No doubt about that. He definitely exists. He's up there. He's watching out. He has protected me through way more things than probably I even know at this point. <laughs> right. Yes. You know, I, re I remember this post that said, um, because people talk about manifestation and the universe a lot, and they were like, people are, are um, they're, what is it called? Like, instead of praying, they're manifesting. Mm -hmm. Instead of, you know, talking to God, they're talking to the universe. And I was like, mm, I'm going to have to disagree with that because in my world, my universe is God. Is, is God. Is God. <laughs> that is God what I'm is talking my, to. Like, what are you Period. talking about? God is my everything. Yeah. It's my universe. And so me manifesting, that's me praying. I yeah. am literally praying to the universe. I'm praying to God. Yeah. You know, I'm talking to God. I'm talking to the universe. And so I was like, I don't know what you I don't know what y'all talking about, but it's it's one and the same for me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like of, even when it comes to people arguing over the gender of God, God isn't all of us. God is male, God is female. God made us in his image. So that means there's both a feminine energy and there's a masculine energy of God because he made men and women. So are you telling me that only the male gender is made after God? And what are we? No, so oh I was definitely talking about this this conversation <laughs> and it ooh, it it just it gets into religion because it's just like, okay, you, you talk about, you know, men, you know, women being made in the image of men because women were made from Adam's rib. <laughs> but then, okay, then I, I'm questioning, I'm just like, okay, you, you know, we'll consider that. But then let's consider where people come from. Where do people come from? Dead the women. womb of women. So how could a woman come from a rib of a man if that man came from the womb of a woman? So I'm just like, ah, okay, I don't know. Yeah, and that's why I say I have I don't necessarily consider myself a Christian because I do believe that the Bible was written by man and men have changed history to mm -hmm. fit their own mm -hmm. perspective. But do I believe that the Bible wholeheartedly is false? No. no. Because everything that it has a lie also has a little bit of truth to it. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like you have I feel like the Bible is a guide. And Your you have to, yeah, and you have to pray and meditate and do what you need to do to speak to God mm -hmm. and to have him lead you in the way that he will you need to go. Talk to you. Yes, because everybody's walk is different. Yep. Like, I feel like, like, 
not trying to make whatever, but like I feel like even with LGBTQ, I don't understand how you can say God is love, but God hates gays or God hates lesbians or God hates transgender or God hates this, this, that, and the third. And it's like, first of all, I feel like, right, that does not make sense. And like, to me, I feel like the reason why people are born the way they are born is so that we can all learn to love and tolerate or not even tolerate because that's not even like necessarily a better word, a good word for it. Yes. But love and acceptance is a real thing. Yeah. Like if we all were the same then there would be no reason for us to exist, in my personal opinion. But I ain't God. But I'm just saying, I just don't feel like, I feel like people are born the way that they are born for For a reason. reason. It's not because people are just woke up one day, it's like, oh, I'm gay. No, that's not. I'm going to just be uh, different from society. I don't like what society told me. I'm going to stand out. I want to be That's not Right, (laughs) because why would someone wake up and be like, I want to be an outcast. Right, like that's nobody's Nobody ever said that. Yeah. They woke up and said, I just want to be myself. Yeah. For some reason, society won't accept it. Right, like I just would love to be hated by everybody. Like for no reason. People don't even know me, but they know they hate me. Like that's stupid to me. Let's really talk about this whole society concept since we've now gotten there, right? Okay. So, in the last, I don't know, 40, 50 years, society's concept of what is natural and normal has changed to what it is today. Because back in the 40s, married couples weren't sleeping together. They had two separate beds and they copulated to repopulate the earth. And that was it. That was it. Now, having sex for pleasure is all cool and fun. Yeah. So what society shacking up is cool and changes. <laughs> oh, and that was a sin. Like we weren't shacking up. What living together? Oh, I'm sir, no. When we're married, then we'll consider that. But no, what? I'm gonna what? need to test oh. the uh, merchandise before I buy. <laughs> okay, so, I'm gonna know if the milk is spoiled or good before I buy the cow. Because so I'm don't trying know. to live I'm your like life by You're society's right. measurements of what they value and what they perceive is right. Don't mean nothing because 20 years from now. You're still wrong. <laughs> like you can't please everybody. Right. At the end of the day. I mean At that's the end of something the day, you we cannot. all learned. You have to work on pleasing yourself and that is it. If you try to and focus which... on pleasing everybody else, you will run yourself into a damn wall. And that's another thing about like because I was actually speaking with my sisters about this when I last went home and we were talking about how the stigma with masturbation. Like, especially in the Christian household. and like how none of us all of us were taught that it's a sin and that it's dirty and and like even to this day at my old ass age of 87 i still have hang-ups about masturbation like i still do and it's like it doesn't make sense but it's your your body and you want to know your body but it was just so like don't do that it's shameful no 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 yeah fuck okay and it's like so then how how can you tell so how can you know what you like unless you experience with yourself first and then how and do then you how not can... feel wrong for wanting to experience that yeah yourself. and then you're out here doing all kinds of crazy stuff wilding and then you don't know because you're embarrassed mm-hmm. and then you're embarrassed to tell somebody like granted thank good i have never had an std 
But I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of people out here experimenting with shit, don't know how to be careful, don't know how to be safe, because why? They're taught that sex is a sin, masturbation and self-pleasure is not right, so they go and find it somewhere else, and then they get all these crazy-ass diseases, or they end up in some wild shit, and then they're just fucked up in the head. And so it's like, what do you do? Like, you can't, and then, like, my sister was like, well, I would have liked if my mom would have, no, I, no, like... I don't know the right answer because like knowing my mom, like I just could not imagine her talking about masturbation and all those kind of things. And I was just like, stop it. But like at the same time, it's like if she would have made it normal, like how my sister did with her sons and my, like my nephews, like they talk about masturbation. I still like, it's weird to me because I didn't grow up up that way. But at the same time, I'm like, that's so bomb of her to do that and to Mm -hmm. talk to her sons about it. Because now they're not going to have those hang-ups mm-hmm. that we have about it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, seeing those contrasts of what you wish your parents did with you and taking those steps to do those with our kids is why we keep changing from generation mm-hmm. to exactly. generation. That's and exactly why we're why. way more open now than our parents and grandparents before right. us. That's exactly <laughs> why. My mother says it all the time. She's like, my mother never talked to me about sex, any of that. She's like, that's why... You know, when I was 16, I ended up getting pregnant. She never talked to, you know, my mother about any of that. And so I'm just like, well, okay, mom. So me and my mom, we have the, when I tell you, we talk about everything. People will think it's weird, the things that we, but she's, that's my best friend. If I can't tell my mama, I can't tell nobody. Yeah. If I can't tell her and if she can't tell me, she can't tell nobody. I'm, damn it, the fruit of her goings. I came from her. I understand. But at the same time. My parents will always be virgins. <laughs> they never had sex. No, I just, yeah. That's how I, mean, I got here. I know my mama was fucking. I, that's how I got here. The short dropped me off. Exactly. <laughs> nope. Even though Serious. I remember like one night I woke up from a nightmare and walked into another one and I was like, <laughs> never going back into my mama and daddy room. Like that is not the place. That is not the safe place that to go. So and that's but, the like, relationships me, that we have with our parents. That is so crazy. But actually I'm extremely close to my mom and one time she had the audacity to ask me if she needed to know how many sexual partners I had. I said, Mama, we are not that close. Like, I love you. No, ma'am. I love you, but you will never know. You no, will ma'am. never know. And I... she was like, but my sister. Ain't no she... but. Yeah, and she was like, but you know, your auntie and your cousin, no, they not. No, you will never know. No, that is not your I business. I have this close relationship. My mom tell me all the time, she wasn't friends with my daddy. That was just a damn fuck buddy, and they was fucking. And I came no. along. <laughs> I time. It is so crazy. So yeah, I was probably an accident. It was just fun. look. If you make they you feel me better, my mom and daddy had eight accidents. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but I mean, we all got the same mom and daddy, so that's all that matters. But let's, let's be real. In but, that day and age, was it really an accident? Because we just wasn't using birth control. Because it was planned. Yes. But we knew what could happen. But just like the conversation we had earlier, the 90s was a fucking time to be alive. Man, period. Just saying that. You All got the kids music that was being produced was sex music. So just a, why that's would there not be kids coming up? Okay. That is all that they I mean, again, wrestling music. No. R&B was at the top. Y'all forgetting. 
My mama is the age of y'all grandparents. Um, and she was still listening to that music. No, she was not. My yeah, mama was, was super saved. The only time my I, mama listened. Okay, ask her I'm, what song you was made to. And she gonna say, baby, you ooh. was made to that Keep Sweating over here. <laughs> you know what she would say? She would say The Temptations. She, oh, you because was that was the and, only oh, and, you know what? Them Temptations be hitting up, girl. You wanna Temptations. know which one it was? The, no, not it wasn't was that. that. It was the Christmas album. That's oh, the only time my mama listened to anything secular. <laughs> yes. That's my shit. And I that, love that shit. <laughs> that was that secular music. I don't uh, know. Listen, <laughs> that, that when that deep voice come on silent like that's another. That is just another blue. Mm. What you know about blue? What, when, All when, I'm saying when he come is, on, it just. It tastes It do over. something to you. So that's that's it why do. you are here to this no, day. No, stop it, my man. That, that's why you were made. All, that's how you were no, conceived. That's not how you was conceived. You were conceived on the Christmas day. No, I was not. Because I was born a month and a day later. So that was not it. That was not it. They thought about it on that Christmas day. No. Nope. It took them three months to, you know, figure it out. <laughs> First of all, I'm keeping my liquor down, so I'm going to need you to not make me throw up. And uh, second of all, no, my mother's a virgin, so is my father. Mm-hmm. So, and again, Storks. So how you get drop off? Yeah. Does that have, you seen, have you ever seen the movie Storks? I that's did. exactly So that's how you got here. The Storks dropped your ass Yeah, off. or Boss Baby. I came they up just, in a um, cab in a suit. They, uh, okay, okay. Talk they said we need a baby, bring mm-hmm. the baby. But the family liked me so much, so I was like, I'll okay. stay with y'all. Okay. I'll stay with y'all, because, you know, I am Y'all the seem like a cool group of people. Now, me? School. Yeah. My parents was fucking. They were young. And my mama, now let me, cause I promise you, me, I when I tell y'all, me and my mom have this relationship. She told me no, she no. was like, I was on birth control and I wasn't taking it right, cause you know when you have your pills, you have your like I think it's three weeks of your uh, whatever pills and then one week of your inactive and that sugar right pill. There is why I can't. And take so the pill. she said she never took her sugar pills. She just went straight to the next pack. So she was always <laughs> never had a period. And I'm like, okay, mom. And she was like, yeah. So I never had a period ever. And then. Literally, this is the funniest shit I've ever heard. She was just like, yeah, I have this one friend, and she thought she was pregnant, and she didn't want to go get tested alone. So I said, girl, I'll go get tested with you. So they both go get tested, and they're both pregnant. And so now my mom is like, well, shit. And she found out she's five months pregnant. Damn. And that's how I came along. Well, see, and this right here is why I don't mess with the pills. (laughs) And this right here why I got a hysterectomy. (laughs) Just saying, don't worry. Ain't nobody finna catch me slipping. <laughs> nope. Pregnant. Who? I mean, her ass slipping. Right. Let me tell like, you, Mama... Jones got her ass <laughs> and play all day long, baby. Three years. Listen, <laughs> I don't have nothing. I'm just out here um, playing playing a dangerous game with the you, devil. You, you know what? I can't play your I game. I was playing reckless, just used protection and was like, I don't need no birth control. No protection, just Ooh. reckless. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we ain't I need two forms. I need my DC and I need my protection. You know what? I ain't even going to lie to you. I have had a couple Plan B incidents. But you know, Plan B, $56.43. I'm telling you, the price on what? can they sponsor? Because I'm just saying, like I said, it's been a minute since I've had any incidents like that. Because, like I said, under the knife, bro. <laughs> so my last <laughs> incident was uh, last year. Uh, actually, what is this? July is my last incident. Oh no! Uh, last year, let's get down to the date, the hour, the minute. Last year around this time, yeah. <laughs> 
I this remember one my master. Friend. Are we sure we are a master? Matter of fact, my friend, this Sound is how, like I, we might this be is how I remember. I swear, my life is a fucking movie. This is how I remember. I was on my way to CBS to go buy a Plan B pill, and one of my sisters called me, and she's like, what are you doing? I'm just like, girl, nothing. I'm on my, you know, I'm just driving. I'm on my way to CBS, and she's just like, well... I'm pregnant. <gasps> oh. I was like, bitch, are you serious? <laughs> she was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm at the doctor's now. I'm about to go, you know, I took the home test. I'm at the doctor's now. I was like, well, bitch, I'm on my way to buy a plan, a plan B. I hope I'm not pregnant. I don't know, but I'll let you know next week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then, yeah. But, you know, yeah. stuff happens. Do what you got to do. Live yeah. your life. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Ain't nobody judging. No. Nope. And I'm really not judging. Nope. No judging. Because normally I say, you gotta make I'm the not decision. judging, I'm just judging, but I'm really not, not judging, judging in this not situation. Not you gotta because make like a decision I said, right I've for been you. there a few times, and I'm not gonna pretend I haven't, because it happens. And it does. sometimes, you know, you slip up. Yes. Yes, we're gonna go with that. Yes. Shit. Not that, that you planned, end of the day. that you failed to plan, so that meant you planned no. to fail. Shit just fucking happens. Exactly. Yeah. It really happens. And alcohol. Alcohol and happens. alcohol, alcohol is strong, um, and it you will is. forget sometimes. And when you drink on an empty stomach, or if it's you know, shit, it can be a full stomach. Nah, normally I just be drinking like no food on my stomach. I, I be, be drinking, like, and this is why we promote drinking with food on your stomach and Eat drinking first. responsibly. Definitely drink responsibly. Have your water nearby. Please do drink and drink water, <clears throat> liquor then Side water. Side note: liquor, I don't water. know what the fuck. Drinking responsibly is. I be drinking. If it's a bottle, I'm gonna finish that goddamn bottle. She means a bottle of water. Exactly. A bottle of wine, a bottle of liquor, a bottle of oil, a bottle of. No more, Mrs. Woodmaster. Get out. Good old. Top has been two hydrogens and better be empty. Two hydrogens and one oxygen. That's all we're saying. What's that? Tequila. Water. H2O, bitch. I need you to retake chemistry, ma'am. <laughs> Wait, well, did I do that formula wrong? Because maybe it's too... What is tequila then? They never told me what tequila... I felt it's like maybe they should tell no, me, but... No, that's more it? That's not on the period. I don't chart. need to know. No. H2O, not on the damn period. Yes, yes, it is. It's H... H2O. It's not on the damn period. H and O is... H and O is, Ooh. but H, now tequila might so be, we gonna be that specific right now. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Okay, you know what? We this, has gone, <laughs> this has gone on for a mighty long time, guys. So we are going to leave you on a um, happy note and say thank you for joining us on this random-ass Friday morning. And hope you come guys... Come again. <laughs> yes, come again and hope you guys Please have a great in. day. Please have Bye. a wonderful day. Email us if you need to. Yes, and that... That email address is smh20c at gmail.com. Gmail. And we would love it if you guys would hit us up, send us in your stories, your comments, your questions, any topics that you want us to talk about, and we will definitely bring them up on our next episode. Yeah, we're going to definitely start doing like a little followers section. Um, and while we're speaking of followers, we have a shout out that we want to do to JV for being our first email. And also because he has his own podcast. Yes, you guys. It is called the Stay Mad Podcast. And it's talking about blackness and the and things in the black community that could be helpful or things that could be hurtful. And it's a really interesting podcast. You guys should definitely check it out. It is called, again, 
the Stay Mad Podcast. It's available on Spotify, Anchor, and uh, Google Podcasts. So check that out. Okay, so we're back again, but we just want to make a few quick summary tips. <laughs> we do not condone reckless drinking. Not at all. Not even slightly. Not even jokingly. Drink plenty of water. Drink on a full stomach if you're going to drink. And do not drink underage. And only drink with people who you know got your back. Yes, people that you can trust. Do not put yourself in risky situations. Nope. Anybody who you know going to leave you with the club drunk, it's don't not your drink friend. with them. Exactly. They ain't your friend. Don't drink with them. You barely don't even have no water with them. But like, nah, you're not in the circle. Bye. So, drink responsibly with responsible people. Yes. Stay hydrated. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and walk, shoot. <laughs> right. Don't drink in Instagram. Don't drink in Snapchat. Don't, don't drink, drink and tweet. Right. Don't drink and text. Don't drink and tweet. Don't be calling your exes drunk. None of that. <laughs> your baby mamas, your sugar daddies, nobody. Lock right. your phone. <laughs> right. And also, we wanted to reiterate that your therapist. Yes. Make sure you know who you're going to see. Look at the reviews. You know, I, well, I don't know. Do they have reviews for therapists? Yes, they definitely I should have, have reviews on a line. Just Google it. Um, go to different therapist sites to look up who you're going to go see um don't necessarily commit to the first therapist that you go to go and do at one meeting and see how you vibe with the person and how yes. you feel about them before committing to a long-term treatment plan you can go and see multiple people yes before you decide on who you want to stick with you do not have to go with the first person you see exactly so we just want to go ahead and give those little disclaimers and then we'll see you next week Bye, guys. Bye.